Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 314 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we tried, probably not too successfully, to predict what would happen with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and whether we should expect to see a great resignation from Twitter or social media in general anytime soon. In this episode, we have a great interview guest to help us learn more about ways to improve the weakest link in audio-video productions, sound quality. And yes, that means we'll be talking microphones. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be talking about sound quality and getting better at capturing great audio in your home or office, whether you're a content creator or whether you're just trying to have a successful Zoom call with your client. As usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, we're talking audio and specifically how to get the best audio quality in, I would say, tricky environments. Sometimes the home is now a tricky environment. Um, way back in May of 2020, uh, when the pandemic was just getting started, we recorded an episode that we called Video and Audio Quality Matter, Make Your Remote Work More Professional. Um, fast forward a few years, and uh, we're thrilled to have a special guest uh, with us today to talk about how far things have progressed and how you can improve your current setup that you likely have been using uh, ever since things uh, uh, got shut down two years ago. I am pleased to introduce David Tewksbury, product and application sales support at Harman, uh, a global leader in audio innovation uh, that many of you will be familiar with. David, um, welcome to the show, and can you tell us a little bit more about your background? Thanks, Tom. It's good to see you and Dennis, even though your viewers can't see. But uh, it's good to see you both this morning, and uh, thank you for having me. Um, my background is um, I am a lifelong uh, musician, um, have been since I was a little boy, since I was seven. And uh, from that, I have become um, a front of house sound engineer, monitor engineer. Um, I was an integrator for over 20 years, um, putting, you know, in, building anywhere from Disneyland rides to Apple stores to Hollywood Bowl. Um, so I've got a lot of experience and integration and signal flow. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, still a professional musician on the weekend, weekend warrior. But uh, yeah, I've got a, a lot of experience in, in good audio quality. So as you can tell, this microphone sounds pretty, pretty amazing. So David, I want to start out just by asking you to give us a little background on Harmon and uh, some of the things you're doing there, and and then maybe what's what's happening in the microphone and sound quality space today? Because I I think that there has been a shift over you know during the pandemic to uh, people thinking about audio audio quality and and how to how to improve that. So kind of what what are you seeing these days? Well, Harmon is a big umbrella of ten brands. So, and under that umbrella, obviously we have AKG, JBL, Crown, Soundcraft, and so on. And so these are legendary brands. Uh, Harman, um, as, a, as a company, 
how many how many audio companies do you, you know audio video companies do you know of that have won Grammys and Academy Awards with their products, right? Not too mm-hmm. many. So um, uh, think of Harman as a full turnkey solution. So you could come to Harman and basically outfit or buy um, or purchase or install everything you need for for your uh, your opportunity or project. And you know, with that, you know, be, because we have such legendary products. Um, we can actually trickle that down into more consumer uh, products. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of consumer projects that we have stepped up into the professional world because they're that good. So um, it's pretty amazing. Um, we're, I'm, I'm a part of what's called the lifestyle division. And in the lifestyle division, we have professional audio and we have consumer audio as well. Um, and don't forget, we are owned by Samsung. So Samsung purchased us several years back because of our um, connected car services. So the the bonus there is now we've got that. Harman is under the big Samsung umbrella as well. So the, you know, the happenings and the things that are going to come out of the partnership here is just going to be amazing. Um, and we're already seeing it. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds terrific. Let's let's kind of dive in a little bit. And I'm going to dive in and kind of a a, a ranty way. Um, uh, those of us who've listened, th- those of you on the audience who've listened to the podcast before know that Dennis and I both have a lot of pet peeves when it comes to sound quality, whether it's online presentations or recordings and getting out into the real world, the tour buses or airports. But I want to focus mostly on 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 the online space and on the space where people are trying to to, to have recordings. I, I know y'all have listened to me, to us before where I've talked about how we listen to podcasts and the podcast guests sound like they're on a speakerphone. The recording is, is right. so bad. It sounds like they're 10 miles away and it sounds like we used to have when we were on a speakerphone. It was, it's just terrible. So, so David, what are, um, what are some examples of sound quality issues that you either hear about or that, that, that may, maybe bother you too, that might be easy for our listeners to fix? Distortion, low fidelity, and just bad audio, right? Um, my philosophy is, is if I'm focused on how bad the audio actually is, I'm missing the content, right? So if my focus is so guided that it's just like, okay, I'm trying to understand what's going on here with what they're saying or what they're singing or what they're performing, but I just can't because it's so horrible that I'm, I, I, miss, I miss the moment, right? So it really is important. I think even in, in this line of work that the audio quality needs to be pristine in order to be able to have that focus and be able to be heard properly. Let me ask a quick follow-up on that. So is that all solved with the right microphone or are there other things that people can do to, to help with the problem? I mean, obviously the microphone's a big part of that, but is there anything else that they can do to help fix it? Yes. It all starts with the platform you're using. If you're using Zoom or you know Microsoft uh, Teams or WebEx, you you know you need to make sure that's set up properly, right? You need to make sure that all the all the inputs are set properly. And then let's face it, um, you know you could go out and buy yourself a really good um, web camera, right? But do you really want to use the microphone in that web camera because there are web camera company 
They're going to have the best camera they can possibly come out with. And they're going to just slap in a microphone and really not pay attention to that. So it really does make sense to use the proper, you know, use a good camera, use a good microphone, and then, you know, the, 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 the web browsers are doing wonderful with background noise reduction and things like that. So as, as long as you have the right material for the right job, you should be good to go. And it shouldn't break the bank. They've got a lot of good stuff out here. And, and even our microphones, we have a $99 USB microphone that sounds just as good as this one that's $150. So, um, yeah, I mean, it really starts with its signal flow. Starts with, you know, your input and traveling and make sure it's good quality all the way to your output. So that's what, and, and then also bandwidth. You have to make sure you've got proper bandwidth. I, I'm in meetings all day long with folks who clearly don't have very good bandwidth at their house. And when more than one or two people are on doing stuff, you start getting all the glitches. So, you know, you have to spend some money if you're gonna be working from home to actually have good internet. So it really does start with the very beginning and then making sure you keep it at that level all the way through the chain. Yeah, David, you said a, you said a couple of things that really got me thinking. And you know, one was talking about, uh, you know, car audio and the challenges of, uh, you know, actually, you know, picking up, uh, you know, someone speaking in a car. So there's a lot happening. And, and I think it was really useful what you, two things that you said. So one was about the webcam, uh, having a high quality webcam, but the microphone just doesn't cut it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using this webcam that's, uh, that's great. But when, uh, if I try to use this as a microphone, it sounds like I'm talking from, from the next room. And so, exactly. you know, so I, so I, so I switched there and, and then this whole notion of, of ecosystem, uh, saying like, there's a lot of different factors at play, you know, there's software, there's, there's bandwidth, there's the, there's the equipment, um, there's your technique, all, all of those, those sorts of, of things that are happening. And, and I think when I hear people, uh, talk about, ask, ask me a question about, uh, uh, sound quality and audio or doing a podcast they say i what what microphone should i buy and then you i tell them here's what i use and it's great and and they say well i i don't really want to spend more than 50 dollars." or they're putting in some kind of you know teleconference room into their law firm and the place they cut corners is is in the microphones and i see that in, in law schools as well so as you as you kind of if you as we start to kind of hone in on microphones in that context what what are all the questions you really should be asking uh when when you look to buy a microphone or put together your setup well the first thing i would say what what mixer are you using <laughs> right are you a USB straight to your laptop? Is that the way you want to do it? Or are you using a separate mixer? Because you're only as good as the mic pre's, right? Mm -hmm. You could have a really crappy microphone, but if you got a good mic pre, you probably, you probably have a pretty good shot at making it sound decent, right? right? But, um, you know, that's be the first step is how are you mixing it? Are you using the laptop to mix it? Or you have a separate mixer with maybe a USB connection to the laptop, that kind of thing. That's what I would first figure out. Then you have to get into what type of microphone do you want to use, you know? And then you've got to talk about the ambient noise in the space that you're sitting in, 
right? Pretty much most of the time, these folks are doing it in homes where there is ambient noise. So you probably want to look at more like a dynamic microphone with, you know, uh, some sort of cardioid or hypercardioid pickup pattern. So it does do, so do some natural rejection off the back of the microphone. Microphone placement is key um, so that you, you know, any potential noise would be behind the microphone um, that would help it. So, you know, you have to decide on what is the pickup pattern that you want? Uh, what type of audio are you trying to produce? Because a cardioid, uh, a, a condenser microphone is going to probably provide you with a different, uh, more bright sound uh, than a dynamic is going to give you that depth and that warmth that, you know, that a DJ typically or somebody doing a voiceover would, would sound really good in. So the type of content that you're trying to produce also has a big, big factor in, in it. So again, we start with your inputs, start with your chain and work your way to your final product. Um, that's really where it starts and how it works. Can I, let me ask a follow-up on that. We're going to take a break, but I want to ask a quick follow-up. So you said that um, sometimes it depends on the mixer. For those in our audience who might not be familiar with using a mixer, can you kind of do give a, a a, a quick overview of what's a mixer and why would someone choose it over just a USB microphone? Simply because you may have other inputs that you want to be able to get into your recording, right? Um, we have a, um, a notepad series. We have a notepad five, an eight, and a 12. And what it does is these are just analog mixers that have a USB port on them that would connect to a laptop um, or a computer. And it gives you the ability to add a microphone, a couple of microphones, um, uh, or some audio, uh, or acoustic guitar, or something piano, um, and it gives you the ability to do like in two of the 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 Notepad five and the eight have a two by two USB, so you can record in in two channels and and actually receive out two channels, and then the the Notepad twelve is a four by four, so it gives you that that ability. So in most cases, if you're doing like what we're doing at home, working from home, um, the two by two is plenty for what we're doing here. Um, if you want to simplify it, then basically like the microphone I'm using is basically a two by two. It is a USB straight to the computer and it's got its own DSP, uh, basically a mixer built into the microphone itself, um, which gives you that more ease and usability. Um, than if you're scared of knobs and faders. <laughs> um, but, the, but at the end result, both of these products have what's called a mic pre in it. And it allows you to gain up and down that microphone accordingly. I don't know if you've ever been on uh, WebEx calls where you couldn't hear somebody. Well, it's probably because they don't have the gain turned up properly. Um, or maybe they're distorted. Too much gain. You have to back it down. Uh, a lot of those settings are actually in Zoom and, and WebEx. Um, you can adjust the gains on those. But uh, the nice feature about having it out outside of the laptop is it gives you really good um, signal to noise ratio before it even gets into the computer, which is key. And that, that'll help you sound like what we sound like today. All right. We've definitely got more questions for Tukes. But before that, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. Be the best resource you can for your Spanish-speaking clients with the Spanish Group's Legal Translation Service. Experienced translators ensure accurate translation of your documents with same-day delivery. 
Confidentiality is ensured, and the Spanish group guarantees acceptance for certified translations. All that, and their rates are competitive. If you need other languages, the Spanish group translates in over 140 languages. Mention Legal Talk 20 when you request your quote for 20% off your first translation. Visit thespanishgroup.org. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. And we're back with our special guest, David Tewksbury. Um, to I want to ask a slight variation on that last question. Um, one of our popular, one of our popular sayings on this podcast is, um, "What are you hiring such and such to do?" It's 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 a it's a it's a sales process. So we say, "What are you hiring the microphone to do?" Which helps people choose the right microphone. Um, you know, a microphone that you use for a Zoom meeting doesn't necessarily have to be as good as the one that you might want to use for a podcast or to create videos or things like that. Um, do you have recommendations about whether lawyers should invest in more than one microphone? Is there a one-size-fits-all that can, or are there several one-size-fits-alls? How would you recommend that lawyers approach that, assuming that they don't just want to do Zoom meetings, but they might actually want to record content for either podcasts or something more professional? There are actually a lot of really good one-size-fits-all. I'm talking to you on one of them. Um, we have a lot of our competitors that actually have really good USB microphones as well. But again, I really think it comes down to don't rely on your microphone built into your laptop. Don't rely on the microphone built into your web camera, right? You're, you might look good, but you're not going to sound good. So you really should actually separate it out, get a good camera. You, you know, I mean, let's talk about it. Um, even our microphones are able to, what's the best camera that we have in our possession that we walk around with all day long? The best camera we have is in our pocket, it's on our cell phone. So we have ways of actually taking our USB microphones and connecting them even with your phone so that, you know, I don't know about y'all, but the microphones built into the phones aren't that good. If you ever recorded a concert you've been to, you're like, ah, oh, it didn't sound that good. Man, it sounded so amazing when I was in the theater, right? Um, so this is a way that you can get a really good camera, which is in your pocket, and really good audio. So um, it really starts with just separating it all out and getting the right product for the right job, right? So if you want good audio, you should consider getting a good microphone, you know, um, and there's a lot of good microphones out there. I mean, our Aura is at that $99 price point. So, and we're running specials on them all the time because they're they're just really good. And this microphone and the Aura also give the option to, maybe you're, you're going into a small huddle space to do some sort of deposition, right? You can actually, right now I'm talking to you on the front, but I can actually just flip the switch on the microphone and get it to be, a front and back, 
I can do a tight stereo. So if we were sitting shoulder to shoulder, it would pick us up that way. Or I can do a wide stereo and actually get a 360 degree. So I could set this microphone right in the middle of the table and three, four, five, six people sitting around a table can be heard and recorded at good audio quality. Uh, matter of fact, we had a school district on the East Coast bought 10,000 Lyras for their schools. And what they're doing uh, when they were running a hybrid learning, they had A class and B class. They were using this microphone in the middle of the classroom on a mic stand to be able to have the kids that were hybrid and working from home um, be able to hear the kids that were in school that day and to be able to hear the teacher. So that's how good these microphones are. And they're not going to break the bank. Not at all. And they're pretty easy to carry around. So um, it's definitely, this is a one size fits all because you can use it for multiple applications. And we're not the only one. We have competitors that do the same thing that make very good microphones that do the same thing. So yeah, you just have to find it. But again, don't rely on a good camera that has a microphone built into it. <laughs> you know, David, you... You've got to be thinking about it. I taught uh, two law school classes this past semester, and in uh, one of the schools, uh, they had really uh, excellent uh, microphone uh, in, this, in the ceiling so that when I had guest speakers or, uh, you know, people zoomed into the class, you could really hear things well that, the, you know, somebody in the class, if they asked a question, I never had to repeat it. Uh, for my guest speakers and the other school it, it sounded like tin cans and, and fishing line um, and, and it got me thinking as as I've done you know professional speaking over the years as 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 Tom that uh, one of the things that I think that I found is important is to have a good understanding of what just what you were talking about like what where is the actual sweet spot or how do these microphones pick up because uh, if you're if you're not like a musician or somebody who's who has great microphone technique, you can make assumptions about how the microphone is going to pick up and think, say, at a podium, it's going to pick up you up as you walk around and you really got to be right on it. Uh, or in the case of doing this podcast, you know, we time and I have microphone stands that, that keep the microphone placed where we need to. But um, could you talk a little bit about that of, of kind of understanding how microphones pick you up best and how that might enter into your, into your thinking about uh, the choices that you make? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things going on there. Something you mentioned about doing your speaking in, in rooms that have microphones built into them. We, we actually have, um, uh, BSS is one of our other manufacturers, um, and we make um, processors that have what's called AEC built into them, which is acoustic echo cancellation. So when you are in the room where you've got microphones in a ceiling and you potentially have somebody calling in um, to, you know, remotely into that room and to be able to hear multiple microphones in that room and also be able to hear the caller and not have that delay and have all that room noise, um, we have an AEC processor that actually has really good algorithms that removes all of that background noise and removes all of that delay that potentially could be picked up from the speakers in the room by the microphones in the room. So that's one way. It, and potentially that was the issue you had going to the, the next room was it, they may not have had that sort of processing and it could have really played a part in how bad that sounds. And again, you start with the mixer, right? 
So from that being said, absolutely, um, your pickup pattern on the microphone is key. And then the placement of your microphone is key. So obviously, if I'm six feet away from that microphone, you're going to be incorporating ambient noise from the room. You're going to be hearing not the initial impulse response of my voice. You're going to be hearing the second and third and fourth responses of the reflection of my voice in whatever space you're in. So being able to get that directivity and get that initial response close to the microphone, it's going to not get rid of the secondary and more responses. It's going to um, basically shadow them because your ear, you, your human ear is going to focus more on the initial pulse response. And so if that initial pulse response is softer, you're going to focus on the reverberation and the reflections more so. So having that mic placed properly is key. So let's talk a little bit about, a little, I think that's a, following on to Dennis's question, because I want to ask a question about the place where you happen to be using the microphone. And I'm, but I'm thinking more in terms of the those in a home office. Are there ways to improve your surroundings? I mean, what you've described so far is ways to select the right microphone for your surrounding, but are there other ways to improve your surrounding, whether that's the home office, whether you're podcasting in a closet or whatever? I have seen many videos where uh, where podcasters have shown, here is how I placed foam all over my walls to improve the acoustics in here. Are there any suggestions that just the average lawyer who might want to improve their quality, is there any way to improve the surroundings that we haven't already talked about? Yeah, I mean, you have to look at the room that you're in. Um, is it, you know, drywall and and hard floor? Is it drywall and carpet? Get in the room and clap your hands. What do you hear? You know, um, if you're hearing, you know, if you're in a room that's a really high ceiling, um, like there's in one, of, in one of the rooms in my house, it's very high ceiling. And that's where I've got the piano and the pool table. But yeah, there's some reverberation in that room. I would never try and record in that space. So yeah, you've got to find a space that's relatively dead and quiet. Um, however, you know, our our Zooms of the world, they do really a good job with their automated noise reduction, right? All the time, I'm like, can you guys hear that? I don't know if you heard earlier, but I think there was a dog barking outside. I don't know if you picked it up, but I think the ambient, you know, the noise reduction picked it up and kept it from coming through. So um but yeah, that's absolutely key. You know, clap your hands. Listen, what do you hear? If it's really reverberant, you should try and maybe pick another space that's quieter. Uh, a lot of times bedrooms or, you know, a large closet might be a good place to do it. I'm actually in my 32 foot RV <laughs> in my driveway. <laughs> and it's the quietest place in my house that I can go. Um, but right outside the door, there's three waterfalls playing on my pool and there was a dog barking and you guys didn't hear it, but I, I heard it. I picked it up. Um, your sound guys are probably pick it up on the recording and they'll have to like maybe cut that part out. Um, I don't think I was talking during that time. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely key. You know, quiet is always better, right? And less, and not reverberant. If you clap your hands and you can hear it clapping still. Not a good spot. <laughs> Find a better spot. Find a better spot. And if you don't, then yeah, you, I mean, I come from the old school days of keeping mom's egg cartons and putting them up on the wall. She hated it, but it worked. Um, you know, 
things like you know like the pictures you put up um adjusting the putting things on the wall that have different depths will actually break up that reverberation there's a lot of little tricks you can do um to quiet a room all right we have more questions but we also need to take another break so let's go ahead and take a quick break for a message from some more of our sponsors delegate out those tasks that take up your time Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. And we're back with our special guest, David Tewksbury, product and application sales port at, at Harman, a global leader in audio innovation. Let's continue. So, David, I, it's sort of my wrap-up question is uh, it's, it's something you've uh, I've been thinking about from your the answer to your to the first question that you gave and there's this where you talked about in a, you know, being an integrator and there's a couple of things in audio that have impressed me recently and so one is is sort of what apple is is doing in their their new line of computers with both audio and video and sort of building what i would call like an ai type of of boost to what what they're able to do which which i find really interesting but I'm also intrigued by your the notion of integrators, and I know there are people out there who really, uh, you know, are sound in- engineers or they're students who are studying sound engineering and who could who could perhaps help you. Is is that something that you would suggest that people do? Is to either go out and find somebody, and maybe I don't know what the the right word is, like a sound engineer who comes and helps you out, or maybe to go to the local university and find somebody who's you know who's majoring in in that or a technical uh, technical school and get them to come out and help you is that is that an approach that you might suggest you sure could and and i would say nine times out of ten you probably have somebody in your circle of family or friends who has um has a kid uh who is real into music and recording and doing stuff um i have a really good friend that i used to um perform with um on my worship team at one of the churches that I was uh, per- singing at. And he was a drummer. And, and for like three years, he had no idea that his kid had been recording music in his room and posting them on YouTube and just became this big, huge sensation. And he had no, he had no idea his son was even doing it. So chances are in your circle of friends and family, you probably know somebody that's probably 10, 11, 12 years old that could come in and help you get your sound right. (laughs) Um, Believe it or not. I mean, it's like the old school average, you know, I can't light this lighter. Give it to a nine-year-old. They can light the (laughs) childproof lighter every time, right? But chances are you probably have somebody in your your family (laughs) that knows how to set up this stuff properly. Um, That being said, you know, you can always reach out to somebody. I mean, I help people every day, even within my company. Hey, Tukes, I can't get this thing to work right. How do I do this? And I'll walk them through the settings. I had to get help from your sound guy today uh, to get mine set up for your guy's stuff. So um, 
I'm not I'm not opposed to learning. So as long as you're open minded and willing to try and better it, um, yeah, there are people around that can help you get it working. Um, they can reach out to me. I can help them too. So it's easy, easy stuff. It's just it's really it makes it it makes it so much nicer to sit there and sit and talk with both of you, being able to hear you pleasantly and not have to struggle with. Wait, you glitched. Wait, I say that again. Wait. You know, um, you know, we have a hard enough time with everybody just being on mute and trying to talk. So, <laughs> you know, that's the that's the running gag now is going to wait. Well, I'm in a meeting and I didn't have to say to anybody, you're on mute. <laughs> so amen to that. So let's uh, I think let's close it out with asking about the future. And 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 can you tell us kind of what are some of the innovations to audio that you see coming down the road, um, whether it's with Harmon, with its audio in general, some of the things that our listeners can look forward to as, uh, as we look towards the future of audio? Well, other than somebody who's probably going to listen to this has something to do with video cameras and they're going to go, that's it. I'm making a video camera that has a good microphone <laughs> built into it. <laughs> I want part of that. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's it's advancing every day. I mean, um, the cool thing about Harmon is that, you know, the the we're, we're underneath the 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 luxury audio um um, the lifestyle audio platform and in in it we've got consumer and professional and we are constantly learning from each other so what's nice is that within Harmon there really isn't any sort of silo you know the the BSS folks talk to the JBL and Crown and and AKG folks and we're starting to embed uh, more chipsets right and be able to drop Crown and AKG and BSS and DBX and you know all of these chipsets into one box, right? It might be branded as an AMX box, but it's got an amplifier and it's got processing in it that's not AMX. And it's really nice to watch um, our GPLM, our new product design team, be able to come up with these really innovative products. Um, I have to admit, when they came out with the Lyra, this Lyra that I'm talking to you on, this was absolutely amazing. And then you know, I would happen to be in, in, in the GPLM area at work and, and they pulled me in and showed me the aura that, that was coming out at that time. And I was like, oh, if you couldn't make it better, you just did. They just lowered the price point and made it more streamlined. It's instead of four microphones, it's two. And, uh, it's just, I mean, so I'm excited too, as well, just to see what our team and, and others are going to come out with, um, and um, I guess the name of the game is there's some competitors of ours that are like the Me Too type folks. So when Harman and some of our competitors come out with these products, when we start seeing the Me Too manufacturers coming out with similar products, then we know we've done something right because they've copycatted it, right? So uh, it's almost kind of uh, flattering that they've mocked it, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what more they're going to do with the USB microphones uh, going forward, um, I would love to see um, USB, maybe wireless, that you can clip on, right? Something of that sort. So anybody listening comes out with that, I want a piece of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm hopeful to start seeing stuff like that. I mean, I've got lot, lots of little fun stuff in my head. You know, it'd be nice to have 
because we also have Martin lighting. It'd be nice to have a ceiling speaker that's also a light that could also actually have a microphone built into it. And with our AEC processing, it would just work perfectly, right? And it would all be uh, powered by a PoE because the amplifier is built into it and it just takes the power off of a Cat5 cable, Cat6 cable, and powers that whole unit, right? Would be nice to see something of that sort happen. Yeah, sky's the limit. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it also. Um, we want to thank David Tewksbury for joining us on the podcast. David, um, what's the best way for our audience to learn more about Harmon or to get in touch with you or others if they want to learn more? Yeah, I mean, you can you can always email me at david.tewksbury at harmon.com. This pr particular product, if you go to www.akg.com, and then when you go under microphones, hit the USB microphones, and you'll see... Uh, all the specs and all the, the reviews of, of, of the microphones there. And, uh, you know, um, you could go to Harman, Harman.com and that'll pull up all the brands that you can take a look at too. If it's more than just microphones you're looking for. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Cool. And, and, and you just, you also, like when you're listing the, uh, the brands that are part of Harman, there's, uh, you know, there's some big audio brands part of Harman. That was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's nice is that even though we're going through these times with back orders and all kinds of stuff, well, we just uh, just released a new line array, the SRX 900s. Um, and then um, just yesterday, we are getting ready to release 10 more products for install. So, um, yeah, so like quarter three, we're going to have like 10 new products coming out. Um, so it's really going to be amazing. Very exciting. So, yeah, somehow our our new product team, our GPLM team is kicking it. They're really moving forward. So, yeah, stay with us because more is coming. <laughs> Great. Now it's time for our parting shots. That one tip, website or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom? Take it away. All right. So my, um, in, a, in a prior parting shot, I think I talked a little bit about Windows 11 features that allowed you to create the layout of Windows by, uh, by just using some pre-selects. I'm going to up that game a little bit more and, and, and recommend that you download, if you haven't already downloaded, the Microsoft Power Toys. It's free to download from the Windows Store, from the Microsoft Store. And one of the toys that's in there, and I may be talking about some of the other toys in, a, in future parting shots, but one of the ones is something called Fancy Zones. It didn't seem like that would be the title I would have chosen for this, but it's called Fancy Zones. It is a window manager that makes it easy for you to create complex window layouts and quickly position them in those layouts. So if you have a way that you need to get work done and you want to have it done, you can create, they have several preset, motion, preset layouts that you can use, um, but you can also customize your own layout so that all all you need to do is just have that in place, drag a window to the, to the right location, and it all snaps into place in a way that is useful to you and, uh, and very simple, just using a couple of keyboard shortcuts and dragging that window over. So Fancy Zones, it's one of the Microsoft Power Toys. Uh, we'll put the link to both Power Toys and an article on why you should be using it. Dennis. I also love Power Toys. So... Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm a huge fan of of updating software, but also firmware. Um, 
And because I, I think that, uh, and a lot of people don't bother to do this, but uh, I think that it kind of improves like the product that you have and uh, gives you the opportunity to add more capabilities. And so recently there was a firmware update for the Apple AirPods. Um, and I'm really intrigued by the firmware updates there because I think there's more capability that can be, that they're continuing to build into to AirPods. Um, the trouble is on firmware that typically uh, it is not that easy to figure out how to do. Um, and there's nothing that uh, that you just go like, oh, update the firmware here. It's just sort of you've got to figure out some ways to do it, um, and it varies you know, from product to product. But uh, there was a, an article in LaptopMag.com about how to update your AirPods and AirPods Pro firmware that's useful. Long story short is it's kind of a hit or miss thing where you connect your, your AirPods, uh, uh, keep them in the charger, and then, uh, then sort of at some random time you don't expect the firmware gets updated. But it tells you how to, to, to do that. And I think it's just a, another good uh, a good reminder that updating software and, and firmware is is a really useful thing to do, but it's not as easy as uh, I'd like it to be yet. You know, Dennis, that brings up a really good point. When you're looking for um, like a USB microphone, uh, the AKG Lyra and the Aura have class compliant drivers in them. So there is no need to do firmware updates on these. They just automatically are seen and function by the laptop or computer you connect it to. So that makes it really nice. That's another little feature you could look for when you're looking for product that connects to your computer. Look and see if they have class compliant drivers. Then you're not going to run into this type of an issue where you need to do firmware updates as they you know, as your operating systems grow, then it has to do a firmware update to keep up with the operating system. That makes it really nice and easy, streamlined. And there you go, a parting shot from our special guest. So thank you very much, David. And that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode on the Legal Talk Network's page for the show. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous shows um, or within your favorite podcast host or application. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us in the normal places. We are on LinkedIn. Reach out to us on Twitter. Or remember, we still love getting your questions for our B segment. Leave us a voicemail. That's 720-441-6820. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.